Welcome to the Self-Service Generation Podcast, where we explore how technology impacts, improves, and enables the customer experience that we all expect from businesses and organizations that we engage or work with. Don't worry, we only keep it to 20 minutes, so hopefully you'll find it interesting. Thanks very much. Welcome to the Self-Service Generation Podcast. Um, today, we're going to be exploring the world of tech for good um, and charities and everything that's going on in that space and how cha- ta- charities can use this technology to really impact and benefit their business. Um, do we do the usual kind of check-in for the health side of things? <laughs> do we, do we, are we, are we at the They're going to get a lot shorter now, you know, because it's, think... uh, yeah, I'm all right at the moment. I'm, the, I'm training. I did five mile run this morning, all good. And I've got, a, I don't know what, What's 14k is an old money, um, but I got that on on the weekend, so wow. um, so all good. So fit, fit, fit and doing all right. Yeah. So how are you doing? Five sides still going on? Yeah, I missed last week because the um, it's really weird. So usually we've been really struggling to get numbers, and then the call went out on Tuesday morning while I was in a meeting, and I missed I missed the call out. It was it filled in, but filled up the roster. Oh wow! Like 10 minutes. Oh yeah, it didn't make the team. I didn't even make the cut. Um, I, <laughs> around, I, managed, I think they were done, I think they were fed up with the uh, my toe poke goals. Um, oh, the I most underrated that. underrated shooting technique there ever is is, is the toe punt. It's uh, it's something I've harnessed and and, and strengthened over the years. Um, but yeah, definitely but sudden didn't... sudden bounce and lurch towards the net as the toe exactly. poke happens is uh, <laughs> catching everybody off guard. They're fed up. Exactly. On it, but... it's unexpected. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, so I think yeah, short, short and sweet. Then everyone's healthy and happy and ready yeah. to go, I guess, which is a good. Which is a good thing. No, no, this is hey, yeah, hey, hey, let's start on a positive. You know, this is good. You know, tech for good, feeling good. Yeah, let's go, let's rock it. Let's make it happen. <laughs> it's an, it's interesting because it's it's a really close topic for me as well because I'm a trustee of Citizens Advice Plymouth and obviously offering that support and working that how we can use technology to better support the local yeah. community is is really close to my heart. So. Um, I'm really interested to uh, for us to talk and discuss and see the work that you've been up to and and yeah, uh, yeah see what see what's possible in the space. But also what's in the wider talk, world as well. Yeah. You know. Also talk some crazy examples at the same at the same time. <laughs> Love a little bit well, crazy. Yeah, in there. There's loads of good ideas out there, so you know it's good. But I suppose the, look, we we do we work with quite a lot of uh, charities, and it's funny how you you start building these these things up, but it's it's a it's a nice thing for us as a business to work with charities you know um uh it's uh, so the tech for good thing is a real thing for us you know we kind of like doing it and we you know try and do the best job we can for these these people usually on strict budgets because <laughs> that is the space you know unfortunately so it uh it, it's not huge massive investments because of you know charities have to be very careful with their with their cash but that's kind of the point as well, is the fact that the tech that we're putting in is is then helping them spend money in a different way. You know, yeah. look, charities or organisations of any uh, any sort really have to think now very much about every single part of their bottom line, you know, where the costs coming from. So, you know, your citizen advice example, we'll have people manning phones and stuff like that. Those are all the... The overheads in time management that needs to happen in those environments and every charity is the same they have different audiences they've got to deal with so maybe a volunteer audience it may be uh, service users themselves so you know people are engaging with the charity 
um it can be anybody really you know so there's there's all sorts of different people and donations been you know premium number one how do we get more donations so you've got different people you're talking to and um, all these people have different time um elements that you know you that can take a long time to deal with and you know as a, our podcast is a self-service generation <laughs> podcast you know uh this is the bit that we're trying to say to to charities as much as possible usually a charity is engaged very heavily on phones you know a lot of the so we deal with a lot of people-based charities so um we deal with age uk uh, inclusion london which is a disability charity contact which is contact for families with disabled children so those are those charities are all very focused around the person getting some sort of support from that charity yeah and a big challenge um, as well is usually when you're dealing with, in a charity space as well it's people who have their own uh, people who have their own challenges or they're going for a challenging time and you want to make sure you can create a scenario where they're being supported yeah. as quickly as quickly as possible um because obviously it's, it is a stressful time for lots of people they want to be able to get that help yeah oh and, and no more uh, you know and it's, uh, it's, it's it's more prevalent now than it's ever been you know um because we've got cost of living crisis going on uh, most of the um uh, the the people that are engaging with charities now are suffering from that this it's usually the number one questions that our chatbots and stuff get asked is about uh, what benefits can i get what um how can i pay my energy bills you know all, all those things everything that are about surviving in the space that we're in at the moment but the 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 but the also underlying problem is that people cannot get through to the charity because the phones are jammed and um, because one they can't get the people to man them they usually only open a certain length of time so very rarely the weekends and all those types of things and and that's really difficult when you are maybe a working person yeah. and you try and do stuff during the day you know we know how it is you try and do stuff during the day and you're going well i can't i've only got i can't wait on the phone for 20 minutes yeah. to try and, and get hold of these people and everybody's and because of the working pattern pretty much everybody's trying to access these services at the same time which would only be in, in the middle of the day or at lunchtime or in the breaks when everyone's kind of got when you've got that time so therefore you've got those real peak times when you're going to have those challenges yeah. or yeah or you're trying to yeah or you're, or you're trying to access those times when you're yeah at home in the evening and realize oh wait a second the, the lines aren't open, They're not open. Support yeah. at that time which is fair, fair enough for most businesses you don't support in that time either you know yeah. so so it's not an unusual scenario but the problem is is then the service user that needs the help from a uh, you know a, a charity or some organization can't get it and so what we're doing at the moment is kind of a range of different things um, but we're kind of integrating services in so there is a self-service journey so for HUK, for instance, uh, we're working with one of their partners now as so they're starting to move into Salesforce as a charity. Um, and we're integrating that in. So there's all the data gathering and all that first initial bit where somebody first engages and says, I need help. Might also be, and again, different audience, medical professionals. So if for older people, they have medical professionals that need a um, some sort of care plan. So they'll refer in to an AGK partner who will then go, we'll arrange their home help, assistance at home, all that type of stuff. 
So no matter whether you're a relative or whatever, you still have to do that process. And that process means that you need to tell them who you are, who's it for, uh, what kind of help do you need, uh, when would you like the help, um, who was re referring you in, all those types of things. And those are a thing that takes a long time to do over the phone. Yeah. And uh, whilst the agent uh, or the person working with the charity can do better work by arranging that stuff once they have the information to go, oh, I now know what you want. So we're making the case inside Salesforce so that then the agent can do what they need to do, which is actually go and get somebody to help them on a Tuesday to do their some light gardening for them, you know, yeah. or whatever it may be, or do that discharge from hospital um, assistance that they need, you know. Yeah. And those are the bits that we're now going. This is a self-service journey. Somebody goes through, they they fill the whole thing out, conversational form, because also <laughs> there's a lot of questions to start this process off. Yeah. That's why it takes so long to do. If you're given a form on a website, which is not the worst thing in the world, but if that form is scrolling off the page. Yeah. It's, daunt <laughs> it's daunting, isn't it? You just go, oh, my God. But if you kind of drip through some answers and we do a conversational form and you go, yeah. OK, if you can just give me your uh, your name and what's the best number to catch you on and, yeah. and and what's the email address? That's great. Just need to get a couple more details from you. So when do you want the help? Just pick a couple of options here. You know, you all of a sudden you realise you've filled a form out, but you didn't feel as though you were yeah and and so you can also do it in a nicer way but the point is is that these charities and these organizations need to integrate these bits together because they need to be as efficient as a business does and because their people are even more precious if you like than yeah than a, a businesses um people because they they should be delivering just the service not taking in the admin yeah, and that's the thing. That's the beauty of it, isn't it? It's about kind of streamlining, making sure the people who are who are being called, who are calling up or who are on the phone are getting the support that they need where possible. But also yeah. making sure you're reducing around the manual kind of data entry elements and and to some extent getting rid of some of those calls. Um, there's another there's another work um, I think you've been doing in that space as well in regards to like can you actually give them the information with that? like if they're calling up to get information is there a better way of actually allowing them to easily be able to get that get that information and um, when the when the information's already there a lot of the time these these charities have amazing websites which like have so much information but because there's so much information they become a bit of a nightmare to navigate or find or just or, or discover but it's yeah. all there like the, the charities have put work in to actually make it available to people but it's that yeah. journey from landing on the site to actually getting access to that content can be a bit of a difficult one no no well well i suppose uh the, the so age uk we we do wage cymru as well uh, so they're a, if you like a national charity for wales of course and um and they they have a very large knowledge base so they have you know like you said loads of information available <laughs> not all of it is actually available on their website uh, so some of it is uh, by request only, if you like. But so they couldn't they had too much information to put on the literally too much to put on the website. So what we've done is built out uh, a knowledge base for them. Uh, this leverage in Microsoft Cognitive Services and basically they leverage question answering. And that's so they do that question and answering again. It's all uh, kind of machine learning. So it understands the questions bit of fine tuning, all that type of stuff that needs to happen. But that means then they've got, I think they've got probably about 200 
you've got about 200 um, different pieces of information. Yeah. Uh, that uh, could be relevant for um, for somebody, you know, and and signposting that to maybe a document or signposting to a page or whatever that is available for them. But that's a huge amount of you can't just yeah. how do you navigate that as a human, you know, to try and do. But if you all you're doing is asking a question and giving the answer, then that's pretty much what they need to do. And so that's yeah. what we do. You know. I think it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think with everything we're seeing, and we had, obviously last time, we, last time around, we did the podcast specifically on OpenAI and ChatGPT, and and as yeah. these platforms kind of, and definitely if you're listening now, go go and check that out after this. Make sure you listen to this first. Yeah. Um, but yeah, awesome. but give us a listen. Um, but it's that kind of people, more people are expecting to be able to have these kind of conversations with machines, and in the in the charity space and with, with what you're doing, major company, it's like actually, what if that data was very specific to the work that we do and the data that we have available to you, yeah, and so we can sure. manage that manage that conversation and, and manage that support. And like I said, the more people are expecting to, I can see more people expecting to have those sorts of interactions with these sites with these new tools that are becoming accessible and available, and that's going to become more of an ubiquitous way of working and interacting with these types of organisations. So it's a case going, how can we as a charity? What have we got? Like, how, where are our challenges in our service? How can we improve our service and definitely have that conversation to be able to to make those improvements? Yeah, very much so. I think it's also it's that um, uh, source of truth that we have, you know, because that's the problem with the GPT conversation is that, yeah. you know, it'll have a good go at giving you the right answer back, but it's not necessarily the right one, you know. Yeah. Whereas you can't really, if you're given advice or you're trying to um, help somebody in a difficult situation, then that's that's tricksy you know if yeah. it's going out into the world and find some general answer back but if it's looking at your own data and your own content then it's likely to be on the money you know yeah and i, I think that's the uh that that's going to be this this step change it's uh, stuff that we're working on in the background um but uh yeah but it's a big piece of work you know but i think that's the thing is i think uh, i mean this stuff has been around for for a long time it's just it's starting to the cost of doing it is starting to be reduced because the technology is yeah. being developed. So there was a project IBM were doing with IBM, I think it's Watson for Oncology, uh, where they yeah. partnered with the Memorial Stone. I can't remember where it's Kettering Cancer Centre. This and this started like back in 2015, and they were looking at bringing in patient records um, for people who suffer with cancer. They used yeah. the Watson to be able to understand it, understand symptoms, um, understand kind of what. Um, what tools were being used to be able to support those patients and what treatments were being used and then we're able to support doctors with going based on this patient's based on this patient's data we're recommending these courses of treatment yeah that done powered by their own data the source of truth that they've got um and and it's really powerful powerful to know that like, these things have been going like this 2015 and these systems are being developed um yeah. i think i think um in the end from what i was reading because I think we talked, I've talked about this for a few times, but I think they end up sunsetting the project down to costs or other things that I think they wanted to really focus down their business model. I think they sold their Watson Health business in the end. But I think they spent, right. I think it was $4 billion they ended up spending on investing on getting wow. patient data and, and developing the platforms. So it's well, big think, money being invested. I think that's the uh, the excitement around GPT and that, that so that it can be used for this um, extraordinarily great tool. Um, yeah. If you can then leverage the work that's been done and pay on a performance basis, if you like. So you pay on the usage rather than you paying on the development of it um, yeah. because they've done the heavy lifting. And of course, that, that's the great thing that's coming through from all these projects now. You know, yeah. so it, it works really well from that perspective. It does. And I think, again, we're starting to see more of this kind of technology start to roll out. I was um, 
I've been playing around with some of the like character generation and, and like, <laughs> the, the, the things you can do with AI characters, but it's also yeah. seen that there's uh, organizations coming from a mental health point of view, being able to create these comp AI companions yeah, yeah, that, that you can yeah. kind of have those conversations with, which kind of sim, I want to use sort of simulate empathy um, and simulate conversations to be able to yeah. kind of solve some of those challenges and it's going, well, what kind of things that have been implemented in the gaming industry can also be brought through into the charity sector to be able to support um, yeah. support end users in regards to getting to getting that help yeah and I, again these they're great tools i mean this co the companion story has been around for a while hasn't it with the bo robots and stuff like that and having yeah you have yeah so there's the humanoids humanoids and pets um, yeah and simulated right. pets and all sorts i, I yeah. think the pet one is probably one of the one of the best ones except if it's talking about you that's a bit weird uh but you know <laughs> <laughs> unexpected <laughs> yeah, well, my cat's talking to me. I've lost it. I really do have, you know, <laughs> early onset dementia's happened already, you know. Um, but, it, you know, it, it is tricky, but but they, they seem to work very well. Yeah, there was a, that lady, there's, there's, there's two sides to the story in there with the, uh, this empathetic or this mental health AI piece. Yeah. And some people are dead against it because they're saying, well, look, if you're in, a, a bad mental health state we all have mental health but if you're you need help then a person is the right one to have it but i've equally heard of other people who are going but i like using the likes of headspace or whatever the the you know the applications are because i don't want yeah. to speak to a person i'm not in that i'm not ready for that or yeah. or maybe i it just helps me get back to somewhere where i feel a bit more healthy again without having to go through that interaction and and feel like it's a bigger thing than yeah. than it is you know so there are both sides you know it depends who you're talking to and it's definitely down to that understanding who your who your customers are who your customer are where what are they access what are the points are getting to them as well and i think yeah. i think our plan for our next podcast is to do a little bit more work on that kind of yeah. um about yeah where, where, where making sure you're where your customers are there's an interesting case with the uh the, the emergency alerts people testing both in florida and Vermont. so i think <laughs> Inspired us to think about that kind of that multi that uh, omni-channel or those other elements around how we can make sure that we're servicing the clients in the right space but it's more important than the charity sector never because we've got no we've got those diverse audiences like we need to help people of all, of all of all ages of all capabilities all abilities we need to make it accessible but we've also got challenges around resourcing as well so it's about using this technology to be really smart in how we go about creating a really solid kind of self-service offering yeah 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 it, and and to, like i said to be inclusive if we can you know the inclusivity is really huge you know we've got inline translation which is google and, and the chatbots and that's great for just you know doing that um uh, engaging with that different audience that english isn't their first language you know we yeah. have a huge amount of languages you know it's like 70 languages or something spoken in plymouth you know, would you believe? I mean, you just go, wow, I really didn't know that. But it's huge. And and those sectors aren't able to engage with charities. And the charities know that, but they find it difficult to engage with them. Yeah. Look, Google Translate's not going to be perfect. It's going to be wrong uh, some <laughs> of the time. Or, you know, sound a bit odd. But it's it's going to allow communication. And that's, yeah. the, that's the crucial thing. And empower, yeah, and empower, and empower the people, yeah. isn't it? It's about it for, for us. It's very much about empowerment. How can we allow people to help themselves? Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, just just giving them the best service and human. 
So automation is all about um, automate where you can, human where it counts. Yeah, you know, and that, that the no better analogy for, for charities yeah. really. And that's a really good, a really nice point to end on as well. Did I round that off nicely? There you go. <laughs> it's beautiful. So, yeah, so thanks everybody for listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed uh, this episode of the Self-Service Generation Podcast. Yeah, next week we're going to be talking about, yeah, being where your customers are um, and looking at those different channels and ways that you can do that. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode um, and we look forward to sharing more with you soon. Thanks for listening to the Self-Service Generation Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and found it interesting. Look out for more in the series where we take deep dives around specific challenges in this space. Until next time.